Julie here. It occurred to me as I was re-listening to this episode today that we should have a trigger warning. So not only will we have a trigger warning in the show notes, but I wanted to put one in before I got talking. This show in the beginning is going to talk about something that's happening in the online space to a creator, an author, and we're going to talk about online bullying and we're also going to talk about suicide. So if that is too dark for you or that triggers you and you want to skip it, but you still were interested in listening to the episode, you can skip to minute 1235 and we're going to be talking about something completely different. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. As always, if you have any comments or thoughts, feel free to send them to my Instagram, OBM, and on to the episode. Hi, and welcome back to this episode of the podcast. Now you might see from the title, this is a little bit different. Every once in a while, I record these episodes that I have titled Weekending. And my original thought was sometimes on the weekend, I just love to put on something that's not necessarily business related. Well, I'm puttering around, driving, walking, doing errands, cleaning the house, that kind of thing. And if you guys have listened to the podcast before, you know that I strive to have my conversations, especially my interviews, be like listening in between two friends. I don't pre-script my questions. I want to show up authentically and ask the questions that you're thinking of. And these weekending episodes are real conversations that I'm having with people in my everyday life, things that I'm wondering and pondering and stuff that I would like to share. If we were having a conversation, if we were going for a hike this weekend, these are some of the things that would be on my mind. And I would love to know what's on your mind too. So it's officially spring break here in Alaska. And what that means is there's still lots of snow. (laughs) It's still pretty cold, but there's light. For us, the spring means that the light is coming back and It's staying lighter in the evening till like six or seven o'clock. It's starting that summer ramp up where the sun never goes down and it comes up at three in the morning or earlier if you live further up north. I do have my seeds out though this week and I'm going to start planting. I think my girlfriends have told me tomatoes, maybe some cucumbers, some flowers, and I always try to do a little bit of watermelon. There are these seeds I ordered from up in Fairbanks and they have more sun than us and they're also a little bit warmer in the interior. Um, They stay more into the 80s, sometimes I think even into the 90s. So they've been able to take these seeds and get these bumper crops of little watermelon up there. I haven't had much success, but I also haven't started them this early. Usually I'm just like, my stuff's not together when it comes to gardening. So wish me luck. If you guys are interested, I'll post some pictures online and you can follow along with whatever successes and failures I have there. But something that has had me in an absolute chokehold this last couple weeks, not because of the drama of it, and there certainly feels like there is some drama, but I wonder if this is going to be the start of something in the online space that maybe is way overdue and certainly interesting and something to keep an eye on. 
So I don't know if you guys follow Brianna Media. Now, I, f- I haven't followed Brianna for very long. I became aware of her through what's been happening in her online space. So I'm going to try to do a quick summary to the best of my understanding. Brianna is an author. She has a book called Nowhere for Very Long, and she has an Instagram platform. She is a gal that drives around in this bright orange van with her dogs and writes about having that unconventional type of life. And what happened is I think what we see happen in bigger and smaller arenas all across the internet. From what I know, as part of her story, Brianna's dog was hit by a car and she did a GoFundMe to save her dog's life. Her dog needed surgeries and different things. And a period of time later, she came out and said that, quote, we actually hit the dog. She didn't specify at that time whether it was her husband. We now know that it's her ex-husband that hit the dog with the car. Now, after she made this public admission and explanation, my understanding is that she offered to anybody who donated that felt like they donated under false pretense or they would like their money back, she would refund them. And I believe she said that out of over 7,000 people, seven people asked for their money back and they were promptly refunded. So that might have been the start. There could have been a group before this, but that might have been the start to some real heavy internet trolling. So a group was formed online to talk about her and her life, things people didn't like about her story or what she had done with her dog or how she looked or anything like that. We've seen maybe come across some of these groups online, but this group, whether it seems more vicious than some other groups or we just don't hear that much about it, seems like some of the people in this group proceeded to go on an absolute campaign of hate. And so they started targeting her sponsors. So pretty soon she, I believe, lost four of her sponsors, which was how at that time she was paying her bills. She was being docked. So when she would go to Airbnbs, because she was just, you know, a solo traveler on the road, they would find the address through little screenshots and reverse image searches. They would find the address of these Airbnbs, reach out to the owners, tell them that her, her pets were destroying the property, that she was doing drugs at these places, that she did drugs in general, that she was racist. They found her friends' houses and addresses and released those to the people in this group. They talked about her friend's newborn baby. When she went on her book tour, they made it a point to reach out to the book owners on the on these independent stops and ask them not to have her for various, you know, reasons from her. Uh, they were alleging the drug use and the racism and things like that. It's really rather shocking when you think about it, the campaign of hate that this group of people took up against her. At one point, she reached out or someone representing her reached out to the platform that this group was on and said that it was causing suicidal ideations. And so that group was taken down and pretty immediately they started another group and said basically something to the effect of if this is causing someone's suicidal thoughts, then they shouldn't read it. And I imagine what Brianna felt like in the middle of all this is, is this even worth it? Like, why am I even coming here and sharing this? Because you can have 200 plus thousand 
followers that love you and gain inspiration and support. But when you have a very small vocal minority of people that are absolutely harassing you and making your life miserable, including at some point, I believe her ex-husband joined and as did some members of his family and started participating, releasing information about himself that she had never and would never have released in her books about the issues that he was dealing with. So it just became very, very gross and messy if it didn't start out that way. So what makes this story different than some of the other stories that I have seen and forums that I have seen talking about online influencers and people in the online space is that a forensic investigator reached out and said, I can find this information of these quote anonymous people for you and give it to you. Um, for no cost. She didn't pay for it. It was just like, I can't believe this is happening to this extent. So let me do something to help you. So she was able to get every single person in this forum's email address, their job, their, you know, whatever is available in an online space, she was able to have access to that. And so I'll link it in the show notes on her social media profile. She has a highlight called F round and find out, I think, and it summarizes this probably better than I can. And she also has a video, which I could link that's on YouTube and Instagram that's summarizing this, but she decided to go ahead and start releasing people's names and their associated comments through an attorney. Now she has an attorney and has said that she's pursuing legal action, I'm assuming including defamation lawsuits against the worst of the worst offenders of this group. But it really got me started thinking about so many things. We can all know that the internet is not an anonymous place, right? And I've seen people, especially for crimes, I think in that space, you can see the FBI coming in and tracking IP addresses and really being able to know who you are in the online space. But you also see like on TikTok, there are accounts that do consensual doxing. And so someone will provide an account that they feel is very secure. And there's no way someone's going to be able to figure out, for example, their birth date. And within a very short amount of time, let's say less than two hours and usually 30 minutes, these people that aren't even professionals are able to track down that type of information. So following along, like the people in this group have said things like, oh, this is, you know, this is bullying you. I'm not a public figure. You can't release my comments next to my name. I'll lose my job. I'll, um, I'll face consequences in my life if you tell people these types of things that I'm doing online. And as a matter of fact, once she started releasing these comments, and some of them are really, really horrible comments, they're tied to, unfortunately, all women so far, except maybe the ex-husband and his family. And there's nurses, scientists, professional women. There's a therapist there. Oh, and you know, I don't pretend to know, like probably not necessarily take some time to understand, but I remember when Chrissy Teigen, who I up to that point had really enjoyed and followed along with, It's funny for each person what we will and we won't tolerate, but when it came out that she was sending those messages to, and I cannot remember her name, but she was like a 16-year-old girl at the time who had married that guy who was in his 40s. Her mom had signed off on it. People said she was like um, Anna Nicole, Marilyn Monroe-esque type of model, and 
years later, you know, after she's been an adult for, let's say, probably even 10 years, it, she said, you know, Chrissy Teigen sent me all these messages as somebody who already had fame and was sending messages to a 16 year old saying the world would be better off. You should K-I-L-L yourself. It'd be better off if you died. And I tell you at that point, I unfollowed her and never looked back because I, I don't condone that. It's not in me. I can't imagine doing anything other than a supporting people in the online space, just like I would support people in my real life or B scrolling past it or blocking and deleting it. But I think another reason why this is so intriguing is she's certainly, Brianna is certainly not the only person who has had this happen to them. She's certainly not the only person who has these online hate groups that people sort of join as a hobby to talk about, spread rumors, share information about these, you know, pseudo or, you know, public figures. And if her story and her journey starts giving people permission to push back and say, you cannot be anonymous online. If you say horrid, horrible things, if you stalk people, if you reach out to their sponsors with unfounded accusations, you're going to have to answer for that. And if it's me, I think that level of responsibility is needed and I think it's a good thing. Now, really, this is only the middle of her story. She hasn't finished releasing the names. She hasn't yet filed her lawsuits. That's all in process. So I think if Brianna's experiences intrigue you, I think if this narrative of online bullies and trolls and, you know, what, where the pendulum is swinging in that space is interesting to you, I think that it's worth following along. Now, I don't know how you can have like a transition after that type of a story because really that's pretty dark. Even though it's ultimately like a story of, I think of triumph and strength, it's, you know, a long journey it took her to get there. But moving on to something a little bit more lighthearted, I know you guys have been seeing this probably everywhere. If you go shopping at Target or if you open the internet, Um, this resurgence of like 90s fashion, which can feel really weird, right? As someone who wore that fashion and is familiar with all those things, seeing it back in the store and not even like a twist on it, but just like the exact things or the exact ads. Or in some cases, like I saw there was a tank top at Abercrombie. They just like brought it back. The one from the 90s, you know, (laughs) It's, it's been funny. At the same time, I've been working on this year, you know, it's my fancy year. So I've been thinking like, what is my personal style? You know, post kids, I think when I worked in an office, it was just like you had, I had a professional style, right? So I would wear slacks and, you know, blouses and shirts and I didn't really care so much or didn't have the resources or capacity to think it through more than that. That just that I was showing up in an appropriate way. And then being home with the kids, that's, you know, sweats, comfy, survival style. And now that the kids are a little bit older, I feel like I have the space and the desire, more importantly, to think about what that style means to me. And it started with my knitting because I'm creating ultimately a me-made wardrobe. And I'm thinking about what do I like? What colors do I like? What shapes I like? 
what style and weight of yarn, all those things. And then I've sort of dipped my toe back into sewing some of my own garments. I had this amazing ice dyed fabric I got from a dyer who also dyes knitwear and I made a sweatshirt, but I have some skirts and some other fun things on the list. So how do you find your style? I don't know. I started by searching on YouTube and TikTok and <laughs> hoping someone would tell me I created a Pinterest board. And I think I've landed somewhere between like that 90s practical magic movie. I feel like they wore these long skirts and they had these crop tops, but there's just something kind of like a little witchy, ethereal and 90s about that style. I also love a little splash of like punk emo, you know, that black or like spikes or it's just something unexpected I enjoy. And then art teacher, (laughs) just like a little bit crazy, a little kooky. Uh, So I don't know how those things are going to be blended together. But as I've been seeing this resurgence of 90s things, I actually saw a funny video the other day and they were talking about how in the tattoo world that the quote like tramp stamp slash lower back tattoo was back. Um, I have one of those. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm back in style somehow that feels amazing. And it's just such a reminder that everything is just perception, right? Like we get labeled for so many things. Like if I had dressed in 90s fashion for the last 20 years because I absolutely loved it, then I probably would have gotten grief for the last like 19 of them, you know, and then now it's back in style. So everybody'd be like, oh, wow, you have all these great (laughs) quote vintage type pieces. When I tell people to show up and be authentic and be themselves, it's just such a good reminder because maybe it can feel, maybe it doesn't feel good to you, but it can feel good to say like, okay, we're back in style. The things I love are back. And this journey through finding my style has really brought me back to a sense of feeling more like myself than I have in so long. I went to my hairdresser and I have all the grays, so I have my roots done. But before I had kids, I was doing my hair in sort of like that red copper tone that's so popular now. And I just, I loved it for my skin tone. I loved it for how it made me feel. And eventually I stopped doing it. Maybe it felt old or tired or just like it was definitely coming out of style and people were doing just more of like different color browns, etc. So I got more of a red tone put back in my hair and I felt like I could conquer the world. It was like, wow, I really, I love it. And I feel like myself again. So for whatever that wandering, meandering conversation is worth, I hope that you know that there's someone else out here in the universe who is following their own heart, being authentic, and will celebrate you just as much for loving what you love and having no apologies about it. Now that's really what's on my heart, friends. If you want a quick update in books, Kim and I will break this down further in a book episode, but I really struggled with finding any books this year. It was, it was, it took a minute for that ball to get rolling, but I found the book Manacled, which is a dark retelling. When I say dark, I mean dark, like 
they have trigger warnings at the beginning of chapters, but also trigger warnings about the book. If you're thinking about reading this book, I definitely recommend it. But it basically reimagines a world where Harry Potter lost and Voldemort won and what that means. And there's also like a dark romance between Hermione and one of the other characters. This isn't a book you can buy. Obviously, there are... (laughs) This is an interpretation of the characters, which I felt like was done so masterfully. Like this just isn't a fan fiction book in what I had imagined fan fiction to be anyway. It's very well written, really interesting, but you have to search it. It's like on an obscure website. It's the only place you can find it. I had to read it off of my phone. There might be a better way, but that's, um, that's that. And then I read Wings of Serpent and Night, and I think... I think it's my first five-star book of the year. There is a book too, and it comes out in April 2023. So very soon from when I'm recording this, it has a strong female man character. It has vampires, which I am not someone who would typically read a book about vampires, but the main character isn't a vampire. She's human. And not only did I devour it so quickly, but it was the first book that I thought, I'd like to reread this immediately after I finish. And to me, that's always a sign of a good book. And what I'll leave you with is if you guys follow me on social media at all, you know, I love my smoothies. I start my every day with a smoothie. This started for like a really specific health reason with the recipe I found out of a book. And I still put lots of great supplements and things in there. But my sort of go-to recipe right now is wild blueberries, like a cup, cup and a half, and they're frozen. I find the brand Wyman's is really good and consistent. W-Y-M-A-N-S. I add a banana and then I either add dragon fruit or cherries. They're kind of interchangeable for each other for the benefits that they have. So it depends on what I can find and what's in stock. You could add fresh orange juice. That's probably ideal. I am not juicing an orange every day at this point in my life. So I found this like cold pressed orange juice. They just, it's like at the grocery store brand, but it's pineapple and orange. And it just adds this really tropical flavor to it. In the same brand who does the dragon fruit and the blueberries now has passion fruit, Lilikoi cubes that they sell. And... One of my absolute most favorite things in the world is to take watermelon, chop it up and put like fresh, the juice of, and the seeds, like if you're getting it fresh, of a lilikoi or passion fruit on the watermelon, maybe with a little squeeze of lime, like there's just not much, much better. So now I'm taking those cubes, they're little, they're, I would say they're under an inch, but they might be just exactly an inch. You can put it in iced tea. You could put it in lemonade. I've put, I had this really good ginger lemonade and I put the Lilikoi cubes in there like ice cubes. So it was like a passion fruit, ginger lemonade. So amazing. And I put it in the smoothie. So if you need something fresh or tropical for your like spring, summer drink, I would definitely recommend that. All right, friend, that's the end of my weekending episode. I hope you liked hanging out with me as much as I enjoyed hanging out with you. And we'll see you next Tuesday for back to business podcast episodes as per usual. See you soon. This is future Julie popping in, just reminding you that if you 
like or love my episodes and you either rate or review on iTunes or you share with a friend or screenshot and share on social media. I appreciate that so much. It helps me to no end and I see you guys and I appreciate you. I read every review and I see your posts and they mean so much to me. 